0: Kingdom Exhortations. July 2022.
1: Read by John Morton. Good morning. The Gospel of John, chapter 19, describes in some detail the flogging and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. This, without a doubt, is the greatest miscarriage of justice ever perpetrated by the human race. Jesus Christ. The only sinless person to ever live on earth, the only person to literally do nothing wrong, was tortured, abused, and humiliated in a barbaric, inhumane manner. Quote, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Hebrews 4, verse 15. Quote, just as there were many who were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form marred beyond human likeness. Isaiah 52, verse 14. Historians and scholars tell us that flogging and crucifixion by the Romans in Jesus' time was created to be the most painful and excruciating form of death imaginable. Quote, Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him in the face. John 19 verses one through three. As we read this account, we see a heartless, angry, bitter and malicious betrayal of Jesus by the religious leaders, grossly sinful and unfitting for any human being to conceive. Pontius Pilate knew Jesus was innocent and deserving of no punishment at all, let alone death by crucifixion. Quote, Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify. But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. John 19, verses 4 through 8. Quote, the chief priests in the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Matthew 26 verses 59 and 60. Have you repented for times when you sinfully mistreated others, acting out of bitterness and jealousy, as opposed to mercy and love? In his effort to set Jesus free, Pilate questions him to find out more about him. Pilate undoubtedly would have had experience in questioning accused people but never had he dealt with someone with the calm, peaceful authority that Jesus displayed. where do you come from? He asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said, don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jews kept shouting, if you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. John 19 verses 9 through 12. Unfortunately for Pilate, out of fear for his position, he finally gives in to the manipulation of the religious leaders. Quote, Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. John 19, verse 16. How often have we, like Pilate, not stood for Jesus and the truth and given into ungodly manipulation for fear of losing our status or position? carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Here they crucified him. And with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. John 19, verses 17 through 19. Scholars tell us that the convicted person would be made to carry only the quote cross beam and that the upright post was already in the ground at the crucifixion site. Additionally, The crime that was committed by the condemned person was written out and attached to the cross. It's interesting that on the sign above Jesus, it stated only his name and, quote, the king of the Jews, showing that there was no legitimate charge against him. In Matthew's gospel, we're told that both robbers were insulting Jesus, quote, in the same way the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him, Matthew 27, verse 44. In Luke's gospel, however, we're told that one of the criminals repented, trusted in Jesus, and that Jesus received him and comforted him. Quote, Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, verses 42 and 43. It is truly remarkable that in his deepest time of suffering, Jesus gives his attention and love to others. This is yet another beautiful and profound example for us to follow. In a show of love, devotion, and courage, we find Jesus' mother, three other women, and the Apostle John standing at Jesus' side, witnessing his crucifixion. Quote, Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. John 19, verse 25. With genuine humility, the Apostle John, who wrote this gospel, does not refer to himself by name, but calls himself, quote, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Do you know the love of Jesus in this way? All of us ought to increasingly know ourselves as, quote, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Once again, we see the overwhelming, other-centered love of Jesus at his darkest hour. Before he gives up his life, he makes sure to take care of his mother. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. John 19, verses 26 and 27. It is indeed the highest of virtues to take our minds off ourselves and be thoughtful and considerate of others when we are going through pain and suffering of our own. Quote, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians five, verse 21. Finally, after having become sin, suffering in a horrific and unimaginable way and satisfying the wrath of God the Father over the sin of the world, Jesus proclaimed the work of redemption complete and intentionally gave up his life. Later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit john nineteen twenty eight through thirty with the words, quote, "It is finished." Jesus had fully paid the debt for the sin of the world and opened the way for salvation and the forgiveness of sins to all who would trust in him alone to be saved. Are you currently trusting in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul? Quote, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. 1 John 2, verse 2, quote, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John 1, verse 12. Let us go now and thoughtfully consider the overwhelming love and sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ as he willingly became sin and submitted to unimaginable suffering and crucifixion. Consider also the love and sacrifice of our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit. Quote, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3, verse 16. Remember the bitterness, anger, and hatred of the religious leaders, and check your own heart for these ungodly qualities. We all have elements of these living in us and need to consistently and earnestly repent and work to rid ourselves of them. But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its Creator. Colossians 3, verses 8 through 10. Take time to repent for where you have given in to fear and manipulation and pray for Jesus to give you the courage to stand for the truth in every aspect of your life. Quote, For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 8. Be eager to be a blessing to others, always looking to do what is right and good even when you are going through trials and difficulties. Quote, This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Titus 3, verse 8. Finally, continue to always look to Jesus, trusting and relying on Him alone for the forgiveness of your sins, the salvation of your soul, and your ultimate reception into heaven. Quote, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, verse two. Quote, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Revelation 1 verses 17 and 18. May God bless you all. Kingdom
0: Exhortations are written by John Morton Dave Anderson, and Tom Anderson. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from past sins. Second Peter 1 verses 5-9 through